0: in the entire Poland. and you get to a point apparently very far from this but apparently you get to a point where you just don't know what to do anymore with your money because you have everything that you need and then you start to like dream up wants, just because you have to spend money on something and to express to other people just your status so he's thinking for himself he's thinking you know what can I do what can I do he got it in his head for one reason or another that he wanted to buy. whoa. Is that like a little bit of a London accent just there? Did so I just say fall? Oh, that's, that's not okay. That's, that's not okay. <laughs> Three months in. Okay, okay. London wins. Yeah. So he gets it in his head that he wants to buy a horse. A horse, race horse, like the top, top, top of the horse. A horse. Okay. So he tries doing as much research as he can, finding out like where do you buy top stock, pure bread, like the real deal. And he starts going into this to a little bit of horses and finding out what's considered top and what's considered mediocre and what's the best of the best. And he finally tracks down. He finally tracks down this perfect, perfect creature, perfectly white, not one hair that's off, and bulging muscles and has only been fed like the top food, like the top resource there is. And he signs a contract, a deal, and he says, okay, I'm buying this horse. We're bringing it to my property. He has sprawling grounds and a mansion of a house. But of course you don't just keep a horse like that in it, just any barn, right? So he needs to build a state-of-the-art, air-conditioned, cultured air, whatever, like the top, top, top kind of barn that there is. So he contracts a team to come down and he build this incredible barn for this horse. Now, when the barn is finished, which was as big as general people's normal houses, gigantic, gigantic structure, beautiful, he realizes, obviously he has a door, but you don't just put like any combination lock on such a barn, such a horse inside. So he has them install this incredibly complex lock system. They put it into the door. But then he still doesn't feel so settled, so he hires somebody to sit in front of the door the whole day and the whole night to guard it. Goes to the shook, he goes to the marketplace, he picks him, Jew up, you know, he's just sitting there begging for monies, so why not? And he says, okay, you have eyes and you can alert us if there's any danger. This is your job. You come sit and I'll pay you. See, he sits outside the door. Okay, everything's arranged. It's the first night that he has the barn and the horse and the shomer sitting outside with the lock. And he goes to sleep. And he's laying there in his bed and he's tossing and turning because he's very nervous because ben says, the more property you have, the more worry you have, of course. Which is so true. And he can't sleep because he's like, something for sure happened to the to the horse. I'm sure the guy fell asleep. Somebody broke in and he can't sleep. So let's say he gets into bed at 11.30, it's like 12. And he, he quickly just runs downstairs, the big spiral staircase down like four flights. And he quickly runs outside to the barn and he sees, ah, to his happy surprise, the guy is still awake. Okay. So he asks him, he says, wow, well, you see that you don't even look tired at all. How are you managing? Says, I'm, I'm really impressed, I'm really happy. So he says, you know, I'm up because I'm thinking about a very, very deep question. It's keeping me up. He says, okay, didn't think you were such a deep guy, like you know, a very simple person He just picked up. He's a literary, he can't even read. He says, no, share it with me. What's the deep question? So he says, he says I beg ordinarily, my, my job, where I go to work is on the sidewalk outside of the bagel shop. And this morning I got there super early and I was looking through the window. They don't even let me in the store, but at least they let me watch and I see that they're making, making um, bagels. And I didn't see the whole process. I just saw the ready-made bagels filling the baskets for sale. And I can't understand. What do they do with the middle? Where does the middle go for the bagel? What do they do with it? And, and the, so the wealthy man says, you know, such a deep question. You keep on thinking about that question, okay? You just you keep thinking about that. And he's like, shugging So he goes, he, goes, he goes back to sleep. He's laying there, it's 12, it's one, it's 2.30 in the morning. He can't sleep, he's tossing and turning. He says, by now, he for sure fell asleep. So the whole thing is down the big spiral staircase again. He's running down in his fancy, whatever he's wearing, his nightgown, whatever he's wearing. And he quickly runs outside. And again, to shock, the guy's still awake. So he says, wow, I see. You know, you're still up. What's keeping you awake? He says, I have an even stronger question. He says, okay. Now it's like entertainment value. He says, okay, let me hear your question. He says, earlier today, you had hired me before they finished building the barn. And I was watching how they built the barn. He said, I saw that they were banging with nails. They were banging in the combination, the apparatus that they used. He says, I can't figure it out. When the nail goes into the wood, Where does the wood go that was in the place of the nail? What happens to it? It doesn't pop out the other end, so like where does it go? And he says, good gosh. He says, You you keep on thinking. (laughs) Deepest question in the world. Okay, he goes back to sleep. Three o'clock, four o'clock, and here you have to open your hearts. Because it's a joke, but it's very, very serious. Four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock already, the sun's starting to rise clearly was not London where the sun rises at like nine, but so now, Himamish was up the whole night. He says, for sure he fell asleep. See, he runs outside and he sees he's still awake. He says, tell me, how are you still up? He says, now I have the deepest question of all. He says, no. He says, you bought this beautiful, beautiful horse. and you built this incredible barn around it, and you built this incredible combination system that you installed into the door, and you hired me to watch. He says, I can't understand. Where did the horse go? Where did the horse go? This is the this is, this story. Now, I want to just center us a little bit with context. This story was told over by of Mezviz, who's the grandson of the Baal Shem HaKadosh, on his deathbed. It's the last thing that he said, and then he died. And the reason that he said this story is because he was giving over his feeling that only two generations after the Baal Tov came to the world to reawaken Am Yisrael and to inspire them with a feeling of connection and focus and awareness of Hashem and the Rabbodesh Hashem, he felt that somehow Sure, we had a horse, and we built a barn around it, and we we have all these things to protect the horse, but somehow the horse is gone, and all we have left is this barn and the pomp and ceremony, and we have the institution that we built around something to protect it, to nurture it, to hold it, but somehow that spark went out, and all we're left is the outside. Everything, everything, everything has a body and a soul everything. Obviously, when we have a body and a soul. The world has a body and a soul. The week has a body. The six days and the soul is. Shabbos. Week has a body and a soul. You know what else has a body and a soul? Yiddishkeit. Torah, mitzvahs, minhagim, tefillah. It has a body and it has a soul. Now, if we were to think about the body as it relates to Yiddishkeit, to Judaism, we would ordinarily think, and automatically think, and rightly so, that we refer to the externality of Yiddishkeit, meaning to say those things that we can see, those things that we do, that we act with, we use our physical hands, and we accomplish something, whether it's putting on tefillin or tzitzis, and all the laws about those things. The what, where, how, when—that would relate to the body of Yudushka. What about the neshama of Yudushka? How would you define that? What is it? What is the soul? Which, by the way, is pretty important because it's not just another element of the body. It is the reason that the body exists—is to house the soul. It's the reason we built a barn—is because there's supposed to be a horse there. So it's pretty important to focus on it. If that gets lost, what really do we have? The soul is the nister of Torah. It's the nister. Is what we would refer to as the why in relation to what, where, how, and when. Because what I need to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, that is in the realm of halacha. And that's super important. That's how we reveal the soul. That's how we get in touch with our inner feelings and contact the divine by embodying his will. But the why, that's the spark, the why. The premise, the purpose, what is all of this for in the first place? And what does it mean to me? Very briefly. In Kabbalah, I want you to open your hearts to this, in Hasidus, in Panimius HaTorah, in the realm of the deeper elements beyond the surface, the human being has two cognitive faculties. Listen to this. Chachma and Bina. Excellent. Does anybody want to try to take a stab at what's the difference between the Chachma and Bina? Chachma being translated as Intellect and bina being wisdom. What's the difference between them? raise of hand? Yeah, but say it loud. Uh, the khachmah is more the surface, what's, what the surface is, what you see at first glance, and the wisdom is more what's beneath it, what, what, what the reasons are behind it, Partially accurate, and that part is very important, so we'll, we'll play on that, because you said seeing, which we'll get to in a minute. Anybody else want, want to take a stab at it? But that was excellent, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Koshma is the thought, and Bina is when you take the thought and then bring it into your understanding to do something. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's take one more. In the back, we had a hand. Let's say it loud. Koshma is the knowledge of the, it's the, when you like, you learn the material and understanding. And Bina? Bina. Excellent. 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 So you're all Mamish saying similar things. I would just I would just correct that. Just Alpika Kabbalah. Chachmah is the higher and Bina is is next. But you could say that Bina is deeper, meaning it's one beyond Chachmah. That's accurate. Okay. Listen to this. The tzaddikim teach that Chachmah relates to seeing, to the eyes. How do we know? It's Chazal. Ezehu Chacham is connected with sight. Bina is connected with hearing. Besein bilibaynu bina, wahaven, blaskil, Okay, Bina is connected to hearing. Chachmah is connected to seeing. What's the fundamental distinction between seeing and hearing? Chazal say about hearing, you cannot hear two things at once. That's why a blowing shofar needs to make sure very much that there's just one shofar blowing. You can't hear two things at once. But seeing, you take in the all of something. Skira achas, Chazal say. You can stand and see. A large swath of things, like a panorama, all around you. That means that chachma relates to big picture, to the all, to the all, and then bina gets down into the details. Incredibly, when chazal in nigle in the Gemara want to introduce a new idea, what do they say? Ta, tashma. What does tashma mean? Come and listen. Because Nigla is dealing with the details. Nigla's detail is dealing with the what, where, how, and when. Do you know what it says in the Zohar HaKadosh? Tachazi. What does Tachazi mean? Come and see. Because the Zohar HaKadosh and Pneumius Hatayra, and Hasidah is dealing with the why, the big picture, the all. And Nigla is dealing with the what, where, how, and when. This will come to the end of this. We'll sink and then Bratav Barah will take us to the heavens. In Krishna, Birchus Krishna, right? When we, we sort of made reference to it. But Mamesh, take this with you, because what I'm saying now is not like a tartare and like a nice thing. Mamish, it's emes mitai. And if you have it in your mind, when you say Birchus Krishna, you can review this every single morning. You ready? We say the same give us bina, give us that faculty to focus on this sort of external aspects, what to do, how to do it, where to do it, when to do it. To understand lishmaya, to listen each prat at a time, each taisviz, each rashi, each halachan mishnabruh, kitzhashachanach, each pasuk mishraji, whatever it is that we're learning, give us bina to be able to understand that and to remember it. L'l'moy, to learn, and to teach, to keep and to do. But then we say, and this is the, from the Vilna it's really not enough for me. It's not enough for me to live a Yiddish kind of just going through the motions, doing all the right things, checking all the boxes out of guilt or societal expectation or any other reason that I might have because I'm mean, a yeshiva and this is what's expected of me. Rebond Shalom, I demand more than that. V'ha'er e'neinu esecha. Please, your Shalilam, let me get in touch with the why of Yiddishkeit. Let me not lose the horse. Let me not have a Yiddishkeit where I have so many different halachas and things to do because it's trying to cultivate an awareness of a Baruch Hu, a relationship with Hashem, but it gets so dragged into the details that I lose sight of what this is all for. V'ha'er e'neinu esecha, Master of Heaven and Earth, give me the ability to connect to the eyes, to tachazi, to the big picture, to the Why? Because that's where my heart gets involved. And it's not just by road, and it's not just something that I do, but it's something that I am, it's something that I feel. That Yiddishkeit can be seen as a vessel for our deepest feelings of awe, of love, of investment. sometimes have or this i'll end sometimes we feel dissatisfied with yiddishkeit i know that i did as a teenager growing up throughout grade school and high school i felt dissatisfied i felt that there must be more and when i had the conception that this is all there is guess what I ran away. I I really started looking everywhere else because I was looking to be alive. I was looking for vibrancy, for experience, for vitality, for relevance, for something that spoke to me on the deepest level. And I started looking all the wrong places. And to society, I was rebellious or at risk or a challenging kid. And you know what the MS Lam was? I want you to take this to heart because I learned it the hard way and I made it my mission to try to speak to, to the me of however many 10-15 years ago and to try to help everybody avoid what can be avoided the truth was I was just looking for the neshama of Yiddishkeit, that's all I wanted and I didn't think it existed because the Kodesh Baruch who gifted our nish, our generation like I said Friday with gigantic neshamas the likes of which have never been brought to the world since the beginning of time that reason says this, L'Chidah says this HaKadosh Baruch, who trusts us in a way that he didn't trust the Baal He trusts us. And our neshamas are so expansive that they're yearning for the all. And we become frustrated when all we have is detail after detail. In Yeshayahu, he refers to it as Kabu L'Kab, tzav out one line and another line. Everything's disjointed, everything's fragmented. What does Sukkot have to do with Shavuos? And what does this have to do with Shemitah? And what is this? And what is Shabbos? And how does everything connect? It's not because you don't care about Yiddishkeit. It's because you're yearning for the depth of it, for the all of it, for the all of it, for the soul of it. You want to feel alive. You want to feel connection. You want to feel a sense of mission, a sense of unity, which is what the soul does for the body. It brings it together. Step one is to be aware that there is an Hashemah of Yiddishkeit. There is Step number two is to reframe what you feel your dissatisfaction might be about and recognize it's real and it's good, it's positive and it's the holiest part of you, that part of you that sometimes wants to just break past all boundaries and leave it all behind. It's a holy desire in disguise. Step three, commit if you can Sometime every week, and I'm being like liberal with it, I mean really every day, to studying those aspects of Torah that are p'nimi, <coughs> that are dealing with the why. It's not optional. It's not, not in our generation. It's a chiv. And it's not a chiv you'll find in a Pasuk. It's a chiv that you have baked into your heart. Whether it's Hasidus, whether it's from the Beis Medrash of the Gaurav, the, the, the Nefesh Ha'chayim, and Daled, all three Sha'arim, and everything's been translated, whether it's Nesiva Shalom, whether it's Tanya, and not in Yeshiva time, because we have to learn the, the Halachas. Make it your own. Five minutes, a little bit after Davening, trust me on this. Trust me on this. It will change your Yiddishkeit 180 degrees and fill your life with a light that you couldn't imagine that will spill over into your relationships, spill over into the way you think about yourself, spill over into the way that you experience nature and life. It's there for us and we need it. And with it, we're going to change the world. If you're a Mavakesh, if you're searching and seeking and you trust me and you want something deeper, you already have a reason to rejoice. Yismach Lev, the Pesach says. Let your heart be dancing, not those who have found, but because you're looking. And there's already reason to dance. There's already reason to celebrate. And to be able to accept the news from me. That whatever you're looking for is a Yiddishkeit and much, much, much more. Make it your own. Discover it. Explore it. Let's get the horseback. Right? Let's mamish bring the neshama back into Yiddishkeit, so that we can come to life in the deepest, deepest way. Thanks for listening. Okay, Trevor, I want ch- to teach you another niggun. This is a much, much simpler niggun, and it's a quicker niggun, and it just you can sing it forever. So we'll just sing this for a good. Couple of minutes and then I we'll finish up. It like this. Let's. I learn it first, please. Learn it first. Start slow. da da, da. Oh.